Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports after dark. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is literally, it's now after midnight. And so we are at September 16th, 2023. I am Tori Rich, joined by Michael Mawson. And we have another great show headed coming up for you. Um, I did, we didn't do the caffeine this time, but I still I think we've got it. I still I, I think we got enough to to get through. We're definitely gonna bring it. I I, I feel fine. I'm fine. Um, so we got we got the Thursday night game, of course. Uh, so Vikings at Eagles last night. Uh, going into you know a little bit of the overreactions. Uh, you know, now that we had the week one overreactions, some of the lines I think have reflected that. So we gotta we gotta touch on that a little bit. And um, we got a little bit of baseball in there because we are Red Sox fans. The Red Sox are a big market team, so I feel like some people actually care about that. So we'll talk Red Sox and uh, our, our weekly uh, Colorado session because they are just the most entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they might that be the most entertaining. I'm glad that other people find them entertaining because I find them very yeah, entertaining. I, I I I can't get enough of the Colorado stuff right now. So we're, we're gonna if you can. Sorry, yeah, but we we love Colorado. Um, and yeah, and then you'll get you know it's a little it, it's honestly it's a little bit of a lackluster college slate this week, but that doesn't mean you can't find a few interesting games. You always can. There's two. There's, just there's always games. gems in there. Yeah, and sure. like we're we're gonna overlook games that you know there'll be an upset or something, and like you're, you're, we'll tune in and and we'll talk about it after. Definitely something coming. So without further ado, let's get into that Eagles game. Um, so you know, first of all, it's on Amazon Prime, which is a little annoying. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of these, you know, like keep it on the regular channels, you know? Yeah. Like, like you're supposed to be the old one in this podcast, but that's, that's, I'm starting to feel that too. Like I, you're coming to the dark side, bro. Yeah, that's, man. Like, you know, I've been recording games to watch them lately cause I've been working and, um, I don't have Amazon prime, so I don't, I don't have an Amazon subscription. And so like I couldn't record it and, and watch it. So, you know, I, I watched the key plays and everything, but I, I didn't see the game flow or anything and like that. The, yeah, and, it, and honestly, I, I love I love actually recording it and then, you know, fast-forwarding them through the commercials because, like, I feel like you can, you can kind of lose interest and, like, kind of lose the game flow, but whereas if you fast-forward, but you watch every play, you can kind of – I get a better sense of the flow of the game. I feel and like I can watch a way. college football game in, what, like an hour and a half, like Exa- max, yeah. because, like, you can also fast-forward, not, not when it's Colorado because they're – playing so quickly but a normal team you can even fast forward each snap because you know 15 seconds is wasted between each snap too that being said once we have commercials don't fast forward through them please (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um but you know my reaction from the game though um i'm not worried about the eagles like a lot of people like oh they want ugly they want ugly both weeks like yeah okay week one again we talked about how i don't think week one means a whole lot like when you're you know, it matters whether you win or not. Of course, you don't want to put yourself in a hole. But like, if 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 there are issues on the offensive line, for instance, or timing with receivers, especially with you know the way OTAs are now, the way training camp is now, yeah, and the way that they handle the preseason now, yeah, you're probably going to come out not looking great. A lot of teams don't really. When you think about it, who who actually impressed you week one? Yeah, like, we do, and we just talked about that last episode. I mean the the game that comes to mind is the the chargers dolphins game right like yeah we talked about high scoring and you know open missed open field ta- open field tackles by the dolphins but like we said like those things will be corrected like everything yeah. you just said is is true yeah there's there's things on offense or defense that are going to get better as yeah. the season progresses um and but yeah so like i mean let me ask you let me put it to you though. like really who was impressive in week one who like so you got the i dolphins, mean the cowboys obviously the, the cowboys were impressive week one 
Um, honestly, I thought more defensively than anything. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. But, but, but obviously, forty to nothing, they they destroyed yeah, them in yeah. all aspects of the game. Um, I thought the Forty ers and then the Dolphins offensively, but like, and then you know, and, and then, then their then last series defensive stand yeah. exactly. But other than that, I can't really think of anybody that I was like, wow. You yeah, know? Not, nobody really um, stood out. The Lions maybe exceeded people's expectations, sure, but like, it's a lot easier to stand out for being poor in in week one. Definitely, you know? definitely. And so then that being said, so like, I'm not worried about the Eagles having a close one against the Patriots, and then kind of being lackluster against the Vikings because it's four days later. And I, I'm not a fan of the Thursday night games. Um, all this, like, like we care about player safety, but yeah, but you're going to make them play four days later. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, ridiculous. I'll give you this. I almost week. said, I almost said F you, but I actually said it, but like, but so we got some feedback. Thank you, listeners. By the yeah, way, yeah, we swear too much. So, Sorry. I, so I got some feedback, and we're still gonna swear, like, like whatever. It is twelve thirty in the morning, and we're talking about sports. So yeah, and uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, it is a real conversation. That being said, there is a there's a level where you kind of detract, I think, and it becomes distracting. Yeah. So, I, so I don't want to do that. I think so. I was a bad influence last episode. I think I, I threw it out there, and I think uh, <laughs> we we kind of ran with it. We yeah, we fed off each other. So anyway, but that it was actually. It, that was like the only negative feedback I got from that listener. So thank you. Um, thank Yeah. Moyer, uh, old Marine buddy, actually. Um, so, if he, uh, so maybe he's listening again. So thank you for the feedback. Oh yeah. And we appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate negative feedback more than positive feedback, actually, if it's constructive, because now I know you're listening. Let you me, know, let me give you some feedback uh, on your, on your Eagles take. I'll give you, <laughs> this is your last excuse you get for the Eagles. I, I agree with you. Okay. I agree with what you're saying, but if it's week three and they don't look good, there's, there's the excuse well has run out right well they're at tampa bay and you know it's like and this is another <laughs> stupid thing about the baker scheduling. mayfield scares you it's like um oh no i'm not saying that oh. um i mean i have a little bit more respect for mayfield i think than a lot especially with the receivers that he has and everything i think the bucks might surprise some people this year but anyway um no but what i was saying was uh the schedule so they play a Thursday night game, and then they don't play again until Monday night. Like they need to be on primetime, baby. They just made it to the Super Bowl. Everyone God, needs to see them. It doesn't make any sense. But fine, put them on the Sunday night game. Then. Like, why give them another day off? And I don't know. The whole Thursday night game thing pisses me off anyway because it's just like all this emphasis on player safety, but you're going to make guys play a football game you know, four, four days later. You know who else it pisses off is Al Michaels, and he's calling the games. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and... The, I'm going to swear this time, the amount of fucks that Al Michaels has to give is is waning rapidly. I he, mean, the, the contrast between him and him and uh, Kirky, right? Like, Kirk Herbstreet Kirk is doing two jobs every week for, you know, four months. At, for Like, he's exerting himself. And then Al's like, and now it's a third and two. <laughs> That's it. Well, and, and no, and like Michael still does a good job calling the no, game. No, he he's, does. He's, he's Al Michaels. Yeah. Like, but but it just like he, he's he doesn't care about like towing the company line, and I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because he's the, got that Amazon money now. I'm so tired of these announcers, like you know, like being too afraid to say, "Oh, that's a bad call." You know, like, like they, they they won't say it. Right. Like I mean, especially Collinsworth and. Um, I don't like your Collinsworth hate, man. That, uh, we'll get through it together. No, Collinsworth, Collinsworth will never call out about like anything. It's, I mean, he it, he was against the offensive lineman, but anything like a, a push off on a wide receiver or anything like that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that sometime. Back to the Eagles game though. Um, but 
I'm not making any excuses for them because they played a horrible Vikings team, okay, and only won by six. By the way, terrible beat. It was minus seven. Yeah, minus six and, and a half. It, it opened at minus six, I think. It went to six and a half, and then some books it went to seven. And this, so I, I tell you what, right now, I am not high on Sirianni as far as a guy that to manage the game, it, like the the clock management stuff, things. So let me tell you, first of all, so the Eagles get so it's 24, 27 to fourteen. Excuse me, twenty seven fourteen early in the fourth. Eagles get all the way down to the Vikings twenty five. Then um, and this is right so after. So now you're at a forty two forty three yard field goal. Correct. So and and a field goal makes it a sixteen point game. Obviously a significant difference, right? So anyway, then uh, not too long after the AJ Brown you know uh, fiasco on the sideline that was obviously way overblown. Yeah, it was um, nothing. Yeah. Um, so they throw a 25-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. It comes back on a holding by Rashad Penny. So now you're at the 35. Then so second and 20, or excuse me, first and 20, incomplete pass, second and 20. Then a sack for minus two, sack for minus 12, and they punt. And so the game stays at a 13-point game. The, like, the game was in question now. I have a, like, sorry, I have a smile on my face as, as you're reading off these play-by-play. It just takes me <laughs> back to uh, the Atlanta Super Bowl. Oh, well, no, that – you know, honestly, it's kind of like that. It's like, like just, especially when you're running. Like, I mean, they were running it down their throats. The, the Eagles had well over 200 yards rushing. Yeah, and DeAndre was, Swift was phenomenal from what I saw. Yeah, uh, but I, uh, he was better, much better than I expected. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's. I mean, he's he's been out with injuries a lot. For yeah, the last and, couple and of like years. kind of the so narrative. Like the fresh. narrative was also like, oh, he'll be their third down back. He'll be their pass catching back. And. Uh, he looked like a hell of a runner. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, again, it might be the, just the Eagles line makes everybody look like a good That's runner. True. I don't know, but but Swift looked good. He, he looked decisive. I mean, I guess when you're running through holes like that, you know, most running backs are going to look okay. But um, we'll see as the year goes on. I obviously I love the Eagles line. I mean, Jason Kelsey's the best interior lineman in football right now. That's just and he has a podcast, so I respect him even more. Yeah, I mean, it's like it. It, it makes me like Travis Kelsey more, actually, just because he's because he's Jason's brother. You know, what I mean? I'm just jealous that he's going to be with Taylor Swift now. I don't. Well, they haven't confirmed that yet, Mike. I, I don't know. That that, w- that was a report from. Uh, it doesn't matter. Can't, can't I'm jealous. Yeah. Well, no, I, I got you. I got you. I mean, we we we, did, we if if we had the money, like that would be our theme song, right? Like, yeah. You need, you need to calm down, right? <laughs> so anyway, one of us at least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, you need to calm down sometimes too, for sure. The so anyway, back to the Eagles though. So like, so that was frustrating because then the Vikings do go down and score, make it a six point game. Now the Eagles march right back down the field, including like a forty yard run by Swift, and uh, and then Swift runs it in from like two yards out, and then with like I think like four minutes left in the game. Instead of going for two, they kick the extra point to make it thirteen points instead of fourteen. And I didn't bet the game, so I don't care. But yeah, anybody that bet it is probably pissed. <laughs> but also, it doesn't make sense in the in the flow. Yeah, of the because game. I mean, if you don't get it, you're up twelve. So that's even if they go for two, they still need another touchdown. What's the advantage of being up thirteen over twelve? Yeah, like I mean, I, how much time was left? You said like four minutes. You know, let's let's just check real quick, actually. Because uh, I mean, that doesn't make sense because you could play the three possession game, but you're not getting three possessions in in four minutes, even if you have all your timeouts. Um, sorry. Keep talking, Will. I, <laughs> I look it up. Yeah, I mean that's who was it? Was it Lafleur that made that that decision? Uh, the Green Bay was it like 
It was against the Bucks, right? Was it? Was that in the oh, playoffs? And it, that was NFC Championship. Oh my God! Yeah. What a what a decision that was. Well, again, it was. I, co- I come back to Aaron Rodgers should have run it in on like I think it was second down. Like he had plenty yeah. of room to run it in, and he and he fired a rocket right into the ground in front of his receiver. So. As much as Rodgers criticized him for a stupid decision, granted, against Tom Brady, like, why are you kicking the field goal to go down four with, like, two minutes left? That didn't make any <laughs> 208, sense. 208, I think. But, yeah, yeah this, this cl- it's, like, it's like, dude, do you not play Madden? It's just clock, it's clock <laughs> management 101. You know what I mean? Um, the Eagles, yeah, Eagles scored with 328 to go. It's like, why would you not go for two to go up two touchdowns? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I think you should send your resume to the Eagles. <laughs> I, 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 I play Madden. Uh, yeah, well, I should send my resume to a lot of NFL teams. I listen. Tori still I believes that if he was bigger, he would be in the he'd be a dude, backup NFL. That is player. a totally valid opinion. My footwork is fantastic, or was. I mean, I'm old now, but my footwork was fantastic. I, my understanding of the game, footwork, hand placement, all that stuff. I'm just short. That's all it is. I was in fantastic shape. Like, I mean, like, like. I, literally, I'd run sprints on my football team. I was always like coming in like second behind like whatever freak linebacker was on the team or running back. Okay, so whatever. And I, I almost said f you. And I and see, I'm restrained. I'm, I'm growing. Okay, <laughs> growing as a person. Um. Anyway, back to uh, how how much time was left there? Yeah, three forty eight. Three forty eight. So, so, right. it, it, so clock, yeah, no, you can't do that. No, clock management wise, it just it just doesn't make any sense. Um. But. On the other hand, yeah, like the Eagles, for the most part, didn't look good. I don't – I think the Vikings suck. Um, even their their hands-down best player, you know, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Uh, I mean, they had their opportunities. Like, the, really, like, that's the thing is the Vikings fumbled in Eagles territory three different times. And so, like, you take away one of those turnovers, like, this is a football game. You know? Right, right. Um, and one of those is now the point of a, of a, of a heated social media debate – like it also blows my mind how many people didn't know that was the rule. If you fumble out of the end zone, it's a touchback. Yeah, now, it does seem kind of like a wild, wild rule, but it's a rule nonetheless. Well, it, it just kind of blows my mind that people didn't know that. It's like people not knowing that you could tie in the NFL. Like, are you, right. like, dude, do you not? I think watch? there was like NFL players. I think it was the Steelers who tied no, a few it, years uh, ago. Uh, no, like, it happened. It, so back in the day, Donovan McNabb didn't know. Like, like <laughs> in the game, he said in the post game interview they tied the Bengals or something. And he's like, he's like, honestly, I didn't know we could tie. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, dude. So like, his sense of urgency in overtime right. was different. Yeah. And this is with fifteen minute overtimes back then too. But yeah, so that was my. And I, I think it did happen again later on, and somebody yeah. didn't know. But anyway, I think that's almost. I think this is almost as ridiculous. And so now I bitch about the rules a lot, and I'm not going to stop that. So I need to be consistent, and I need to at least hear what the people have to say. Marketplace of ideas, right? So let's so let's workshop this a little bit. Should the rule change? I'm going to argue I think it's fair to say it's a little extreme for it to be a touchback and a change of possession, right? But I do think that there needs to be a bit of a penalty. I can't believe this is your take. Yeah, uh, Mr. So, defense is saying yeah, yeah, that yeah, well, I know, like I know, right? Like the offenses don't have enough advantages. However, I will say this. So I think there needs to be a penalty because if you're at midfield, you're not just going to reach the ball out. But is but at the goal line, there needs to be risk reward, right? So what's the risk? I what's think the risk of reaching the ball out and breaking the plane at the end zone. There has to be a ri- there has to be a little bit more of a risk with it too, right? Granted, I, I agree. So with the caveat that I I didn't watch the broadcast last night, 
was there discussion on whether it it was out of his hands? It seemed pretty yeah, clear yeah, from there, yeah, there was a there was because I think that opens up a whole another can of worms. Whether um, it was know, actually reviewed on the it was the call on the field was out of bounds at like the one foot line. Okay, and then they overturned it and okay. called it a touchback. Um, and it, it looked pretty damn clear that that's what happened. But I'm I'm of the belief that I think it's a weird rule, but I kind of like weird rules. Just like have it be. I mean, everyone. If you're not, if you don't understand or you don't know that the rule is in place, that's a problem. And that's on but you and the coaches. Yeah, exactly. But it's all strategy. Like if you want to, you know, extend the ball out and try to get a touchdown. No risk it, no biscuit. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I, I have no problem with the rule. I think it's weird and it can affect games like it, it did last night, but that's. That's the nature of sports, right? Yeah, and I actually this I this so I was kind of workshopping the idea. I was like, okay, let's say this happens on third down, right? And no, you don't get the ball back at the one. You get the ball back at like the ten on a third down, right? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And now I'm like, actually, maybe you should have to like push it back to like the thirty. You know, yeah, they're not going to do that. You no. know, so I, I well, don't. And with the so like because you can't push it back to like the ten because that actually almost helps some teams out. It gives you more space, you know right? What I mean, right. But they're never going to do that. Yeah. So, like, what else are you going to do? With they're the not going to call a thirty-yard pass. Yeah, they're just going to keep it the same. They, I mean, they have to because, like, if they do something, if they do something that helps the out the offenses, it's just like it's you know, obviously, it's gotten egregious when it comes to that. So, I think we, I think we're actually in agreement. I hear what people are saying; it's a little extreme, but like you said, it's a weird rule, and yeah, like no risk it, no biscuit. You you risk it at the goal line ninety nine times out of a hundred, it seems to work out. So yeah. yeah, my big takeaway on the game um, is just the fact that the Vikings are zero two, right? And I don't think they're a team that can come back from that. Um, they had all the luck it seemed last year, winning the one possession games in the fourth quarter comebacks. I think they had they they won nine one possession games, I believe it was last year, which is just insane when you look at the numbers. And once you saw them against the Giants, I mean they got spanked. Yeah, <laughs> and and listen like. I'm sorry, man. Kirk Cousins, he is a fantasy monster, and he is—he might be bottom third as far. I mean, he's definitely towards the bottom of the middle third of the pack as far as quarterbacks go. I mean, he's like twentieth. Like, I don't care about his stats. He's the next Matt Ryan. Like, he hasn't won anything. He'll I'd never put him. I'd put him more like middle group than bottom third. But I get what you're saying. Like, he's not top ten. He's not top twelve. He's not a guy that's going to. He's not go, top half. He's not going to go out and win you games. Which is kind of weird because wasn't that kind of his mo in Washington? Like early on, he kind of was. He had like a flash in a bottle kind of, you know. You like that kind of, you know, during those days. I mean, I guess if it's one o'clock, but I mean, he. Okay, so what is his what is so his prime time record? You are subscribed to the to the prime time Kirk Cousins take. I like that. I, mean, well, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it must be. I don't even know what the number is, but I, it's something ridiculous. Fade Kirk Cousins in prime time. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Let's get rich together. Um. That being said, he covered. He covered in prime time. <laughs> yeah, but, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But um, no, nah, man. Like, so that brings up the. I mean, it's obvious. It's probably too early to say it now, you know. And the Jets probably want to see what's going to happen against uh, against the Cowboys. No, this you do not. No, like, I'm going to cut you off. The, if you're the <laughs> Jets, you do not trade for Kirk Cousins. What I, do you give up? I mean, I agree. I I, I don't I'm, care what you give up. You give up a, I mean, six rounders value. They're not going to do that, but. You know, you have to give up a first, right? Like, most likely. I mean, what's uh, it, that's that's really with the Vikings, right? It's like, like would would a second do it? Would a, a, a condition? I don't think second? so because he is like 
we just said like you argued he's he's probably 20th i'm saying he's 15th that value has to be a first rounder at the quarterback position yeah i mean and, it's, it's still a, it's still a starting and quarterback do they, in the nfl do the jets well i guess they do have a first rounder to give since uh since Rodgers is going to be a second, right? <laughs> they do, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they do have a first rounder to give. That's true. Um, but I wouldn't do it either. You're, no. I think you're 100. percent I don't know if there's, I'm not even. I'm is not there even... a team that I would trade for Kirk Cousins? Like I don't know off the top of my head uh, a situation where Kirk Cousins improves the team enough to trade for, considering what you're going to have to give up. I don't. I don't think again the value is there. I don't know if he's ever had the the, the coaching because here's the thing: you have to you have to work with your personnel too can Kirk Cousins win games I don't know maybe in New York he could if he is like hey you're a game manager but with so the, do you with think the Vikings they they, they I Kirk, think I think it just came out that Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins too they they offered for him so you're saying that would be a perfect fit if I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because because Shanahan's a choker too, and a guy, you know what I mean. So, I, like, I don't know. Um, but but, but like eighteen for twenty three, two hundred fourteen yes, yards. Exactly. If you use Cousins like you know the way you know like Ritter's being used in Atlanta, maybe a little bit more. He's obviously a better passer. I don't want to disrespect him too much, but I think the Vikings asked too much of for what he is. You know what I mean? And so yeah, like it's just like. You know the the overemphasis on fantasy football these days and everything like that is like he's he's gotten overrated for what he actually is. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Know. Um, yeah, I wanted to go back to my own two take. So no, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. So uh, since 1990, I have this fun little stat here. Two. So since 1990, 270 clubs have started 0 and 2 and missed the playoffs. Guess how many have started 0 and 2 and made the playoffs in that time? Um, I'm gonna guess. A lot less. I, I, I don't know. 10. I thought it would be about 10, too, but it's actually 31. So it's actually a decent number because, like, you think about yeah. teams starting 0-2, a lot of them are going to be 2-14, and 14, right? They're going to be very bad teams. Um, but you look at a team like the Bengals last year that they started 0-2 and, and made the playoffs. This Vikings team is not last year's Bengals team. I'll just play devil's advocate here, though, even though I don't think the Vikings are a playoff team. Um, NFC, you never know, but, um, I think again, we talked about, you know, training camp in the preseason, the first few games of the year, we know less about these teams than we did in say 1990 or 2000. You know, I hear you. you I hear you. I think, and you're right. The NFC point is valid. AFC, I think it's, it's going to be a lot tougher, but it's (laughs) also funny because their teams are so talented that I think there are four teams that are 0-1 right now. If they start 0-2, they still can make the playoffs. And I think they're all AFC teams just because of how talented they are. It's the it's the Bengals, again, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Like I don't you know, the Chiefs should be Jacksonville, but if those four teams lose this week, I'm still very confident in all of them making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it, I kind of see the AFC a little bit differently, just cause I I think it's more of a crapshoot. I mean, it's just, like there's just so I think there's only like three teams that aren't a realistic playoff shot. No, I AFC, hear you. you know? I hear you. And it, it's so it will be a lot tougher for those teams. But the Chiefs are in a category. I almost didn't even want to put them in here because they're in a category of themselves. Like they're going to make the playoffs. Like I could see, don't get me wrong, I could see the Bills missing the playoffs if they start 0 2 and the Jets are somehow able to maintain some semblance of what they should have been. 
and you know the Dolphins are good and the Patriots are somewhat competitive like it, it all depends on your division too um obviously the Bengals have a tough division in the north as well but I don't know yeah, we. I mean, we pulled up the strength of schedule, and I feel like AFC East was like, you know, everybody yeah. in the AFC East yeah. does tough strength strength of schedule, right? right? Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, we were just talking about the Chiefs, and so just getting to some of these NFL betting lines, the Chiefs at Jacksonville. Like, I don't think the Chiefs are going on to. Yeah, I don't either. Kelsey, I mean, having both of them back, Kelsey Kel- Jones both back. I'm sure both on a pitch count doesn't matter. Both on the field and on plays that matter. Third down and seven when, you know, the pocket's collapsing and there's a scramble, Kelsey's going to be there. This is He wasn't there last like, week. Like, I don't think the Chiefs being on the road matters. You probably have just as many Chiefs fans in Jacksonville as you do. And I like <laughs> Doug Jaguars. Peterson. I like oh, the Jaguars. Me too. me too. And I think that's why the line is so low. I mean, they, they showed, you know, they were impressive last week. And I, think the, I think the Jaguars are a realistic playoff. Calvin I mean, Ridley is what I yeah. thought Calvin Ridley would be. Um, over 100 yards but i just don't see you know it, it, it's kelsey's first game of the year it's jones's first game of the year they might only be on the field on third downs this week but that's that's you know, enough that's probably enough and and the and my biggest concern with the chiefs right now is honestly other than making sure those two are healthy is their offensive line um because i think i think kelsey being back is going to open everything up for those wide receivers that are have yeah been, have no, been so 100 you know? and and they've built a roster where like figuring obviously Travis Kelsey is a, a part of that and so a lot of their receivers are like run after catch guys so once you know Kelsey's attacking the seam and and you know drawing attention there then those crossing routes open up even more more space for uh for those receivers let's see I want to see what the uh the over under for um <laughs> Kadonius Tony drops. Yeah, uh, no, I want it for receptions. Kader- I was gonna say Kadarius Tony uh, uh, yards. I'm gonna okay. Haven't looked. Uh, trust tree here. I'm gonna say thirty nine and a half. What's your guess for for Tony? That, wait, is that receiving yards? Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh twenty seven and a half. Twenty seven and a half. That's a little low. I think. I think I would go over on that. I will take the over on Kadarius Tony. I feel like they're going to get him involved. Here's another thing that I just that just occurred to me. Andy Reid on a mini bye week, and Andy Reid's like I, I don't remember what his record is. Yeah, he's bye, it's, it's him and Belichick. Yeah. yeah, and he's probably past Belichick as of late in in that regard. So, but yeah, no, I I think we talked about it last week. Like they're gonna after after the Chiefs lost, they're gonna get Tony involved probably first play. You know, bubble screen you said jet sweep whatever it may be they're going to get him involved early and if he drops that he probably won't play a lot but uh you know if he if he doesn't do anything with the gimme but um yeah again i think the biggest problem with the chiefs is the o-line and i don't see the jaguars pass rush you know it's not bad trayvon walker uh, josh uh, allen had like three sacks in week one Uh, yeah yeah Uh, well and that's against um uh, what is it raymond is the is the colts left tackle so like i but um I don't know what the Colts are doing with that offensive line. I, I, I love Quentin Nelson, but you still need tackles. And uh, anyway, so basically my point being, I think the Col- the Chiefs will be able to hold up. But, I, you know, I will be interested to see what uh, Juwan Taylor's doing. Yeah, Juwan Taylor. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what he's doing this week. Anyway. See, see if he's lining up as a fullback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as the wing. Yeah, um, Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite play this week NFL-wise is Giants uh, minus four at Arizona. Yes, they have to go cross country. Um, I was on 
Arizona last week and they covered for me. Um, I just think, you know, the Giants can't be that bad. They're going to be embarrassed by how they played. Uh, they got beat up. They got embarrassed What's on national television. Let me, let me, uh, I think I've said it on the show before, but you know, my, my old football coach at Framingham state, it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. Yeah. Water so, will find its level. Daniel yeah. Jones. Isn't that bad. Saquon's good. They don't have a lot of weapons. No, but it's a Cardinals team that's trying to lose. And I think they will. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you got Dexter Lawrence still on that D line. Um, Thibodeau, like, I, yeah, you I, got guys. Um, Saquon I, looked good week one, you know. I think the, I think the Giants honestly just like ran out of fight, and so I I I think they're gonna win this game, you know, by by at least a touchdown. They should be fine, um, you know. But uh, you know, just a, one other note on that. I do want to see um, how Evan Neal responds at right tackle. I wonder. I I just wonder if he can be a tackle in the NFL. Yeah, you keep on. Like, Evan Neal becoming a guard. This is your campaign. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I don't even know if that makes sense. Like he's I Evan, mean, he, Evan Neal out of a job. This is your campaign, dude. No, <laughs> you, I mean you 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 notice the. Uh, I mean you remember the draft videos. I mean he is he is a legit three hundred and fifty pounds and like I don't know what percent, but not a not a lot of body fat. But it's just something about like you know like he just can't bend enough. Like if it's core strength or flexibility or whatever it is. Um, I mean, the Eagles had a guy like that that was six eight and just a monster uh, run blocker, Todd Harriman's, and uh, so I don't know if, if that's like the the mold for him. You know what I mean? But it just doesn't seem like he has the if it's lateral agility or whatever it is. So you know, just another thing to keep an eye on though for the Giants. That's all for sure. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, so you yeah, what's your you had yeah. an underdog pick here. Yeah, uh, I don't think you like this one. I, I'm going Ravens plus three at Bengals. Uh, not, I'm not trying to overreact on the Bengals. I think this this pick is more about the Ravens for me. I think um, if if Tua gets hurt, they're my AFC pick to represent in the Super Bowl. Um, I I do like the Ravens. They did not play well week one. Uh, new scheme. That's okay. Um, you know, we we're, we're just talking about how it takes time to adjust. Yeah. Um, I, for me. The Ravens are one of the biggest wild cards in the NFL right now because they're changing a scheme with a guy that I don't know. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I don't know if he can be that elite passer yet. I hear you. And and, 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 and I feel like they're banking a lot on Odell Beckham. I mean, yeah, like Zay Flowers is a stud. It looks yeah, like, they, they weren't really banking on him, though. I think they gave him like four targets and he drew two. I, I know he drew two uh, DPIs and maybe that's his role, you know. I mean, maybe uh, maybe it's not maybe it's not them banking on him, but I feel like a lot of people like have the fan overrated, base or overrated you know, that just the narrative. But yeah, no, I think Zay Flowers is who people who are overrating Odell is. That is Zay Flowers, and uh, he was nasty at BC, and he seems like he's going to be a real playmaker at the NFL as well. Uh, I'm not sure if Mark Andrews is playing in this game or not, but um, if he is, that's obviously a, another target for Lamar. Uh, not not too concerned about J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, out for the year, uh, Ravens are kind of always kind of like the committee anyway with Gus Edwards and, and justice Hill, I believe. And you're one of those assholes that thinks running backs are replaceable. Uh, me and all NFL general managers, <laughs> sorry, NFL running backs. Um, I wish you got paid, but it, you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Unless you're like Nick Chubb, Nick but, Chubb isn't really replaceable, but. Most are. Um, anyway, 
but no, I just got Tory sad for me. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I haven't I haven't had a lot to complain about so far in the NFL season. So uh, if you can, it'll believe. come, it'll come. Don't no, worry. no, I, actually, I, I forgot to mention that in the Eagles game, um, there were a couple of uh, could have been DPI, and I would and I would have been like, yeah, you know, like I don't like it, but they let it go, they let them play. So you know, so I'm giving the officials credit. Okay, notate it. And um, and one of them was on uh, what could have been a touchdown to AJ Brown. So, yeah. Um, where are we? Oh, yeah. Jets and Cowboys. Uh, this is a tough one. Cowboys minus nine at home. I mean, the way they're passed. Right, I think this is the one that I say is an overreaction. I don't think the value is good at minus nine. Well, it's it's an over. It's a perfect overreaction because it's an overreaction on both sides. So you're, exactly. You're you know, and post Aaron Rodgers era. And then you're, oh my God, this is the best defense ever. I'm not convinced that the Jets are going to completely suck. I mean, he, like Wilson won some games last year. It's just when he's bad, he's really bad. It's true. And that's the thing is like, okay, w- with this offensive line, I didn't worry about it as much with Rodgers, ironically, um, with what, <laughs> with what's transpired. And the, what, the other thing that, kind of just hit me right before we started this show is uh, oh yeah who's the offensive coordinator maybe nathaniel hackett works with aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but could this actually be a disaster with zach wilson so this is a tough one i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna take the cowboys minus nine on this because i do think that pass rush is for real um it's it's the cowboys at home i don't know uh maybe jerry jones being a stupid asshole is a distraction but uh probably not it's just off of a philosophy i'm never gonna lay nine points with the cowboys i i see why you're doing it i'm just gonna stay away from this game but i can't i can't trust the cowboys when it, they're over a touchdown favorite to to cover no and and it, i mean we talked about this before you know before the show here and i was on the jets and i talked myself <laughs> out of it and this is a tough one. I don't know. Like, I mean, if I were betting this week, you know, like I, I might actually stay away from this game, but it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting line. And, uh, anyway, uh, bears at bucks. So I'm, t- you know, bucks minus two and a half. I mean, the bucks, the bucks got a win last night, kind of a gritty, uh, last week, sorry. Uh, kind of a gritty win with Baker Mayfield rushing for a first down against yes. Uh, terrible Vikings defense. Um, but I don't know. I I, I kind of believe in Baker. You know, again, if you don't ask too much of him, you know what I mean. And and I think that they might have figured that out a little bit. Yeah. And this, is, and this is really more about the Bears because I'm sorry, Field sucks. Two turnovers last week. If he can't do it with his feet, that's that's he's he's that guy. You know what I mean? Like like I don't think Lamar's that guy. Fields is that guy. He is. He's not a passer. And I mean, he threw for like what two sixteen last week, which is high for him uh but obviously 216 didn't get it done so if if you're improving in the passing nine for 59 rushing i believe he did lose a fumble um it's year three man it's time it's time for fields to start showing you kind of need you kind of need that 200 to be if, if you're at 215 you kind of need that to be 100 rushing yards right well, well dude again i mean the yards don't really matter because like what yeah. a, jordan love had like 170 no i yards mean there, last week. there can be empty yards 100 percent, but I, i'm just saying in a you know philo- philosophically like it does matter to an extent you know that's 40 extra yards that's either if it's one big play that's one big play that you know you're getting either in the red zone or, no, again, or a but score. I mean, Kenny, I, I, I'm just saying you can't you can't. Kenny Pickett got like 120 yards in the fourth quarter of a of a. No, game there like, is stat padding. I'm not I'm not 
and so I, I, I think yards is one of the, is one of the most overrated stats. Actually, is like I look at okay, like what did he have? he had two two touchdowns, but he had a pick or one touchdown, one pick, right? Yeah. And then he lost a fumble. It's I, I'm sorry, like I'm I'm not on fields, and and and, I, and I'm probably harder on him because there's so much hype for him, and I just don't get it. Like yes, he he has made some exciting plays, but he's not a winning quarterback. No, I hear you. You have to be you have to have a two line to overcome a couple. Uh, turnovers right like to his last last week line 400 something yards i mean you're putting that up you're you're going down the field every possession um well let's let's hold that thought actually because it let, let, um because i just said i have one other point because you and i talked about this and uh i'm a little bit higher on the bears wide receiver room wide receiver slash tight end um you know the, their starters at, at those positions i don't think but, it's, but i still don't think there. it's great i don't think it's great it's um but that's the thing again like if you are if you are the guy at quarterback you need to you need to raise the level of those players around you and instead now chase claypool who is you know what is it about wide receivers dude like honestly who are the who are like the top five pieces of shit in the nfl because i feel like they're all wide receivers so what is it what is it mr former wide receiver why are it's not that all wide receivers are pieces of shit that's not what i'm saying i'm saying why are most pieces of shit wide receivers I don't know because they get the, I mean, quarterbacks get more attention than they do. I, I don't know what it is. I think I think it's their. You have a deep hatred for them, so you explain it. They're the. I think they're the most um, NBA like. They have NBA personalities. It's it's always look at me, look at me. It, like I think it started with like I, I can't say it started there, but it's like the first time I noticed it was To. It's like it's Chris like, Carter before that. It's like, no, Chris Carter wasn't that bad. He wasn't as bad as T.O. He me? probably wasn't as bad as T.O., but he was he was doing showboaty things, right? No, lots of guys did showboaty things. I, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being me first. Like, celebrating isn't isn't being me first. I'm, ta- like, I'm talking about being a me first player. Like, oh, throw me the ball, this or that. Like, wide re- it's because wide receivers only get the ball maybe six, seven times a game. And other than that, they have to be out there running routes, so they just don't get the attention that they want, and so they're attention whores. And I think that's what it is with wide receivers, and because I, I don't know. Otherwise, I can't explain it. I don't know. But Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, um, Chase Claypool, definitely a piece of shit. I'm just like I'm trying to think. Like I mean, I mean, go down the list, man. Like it's, there's so many of them. And 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 again, I'm not saying they all are because Justin Jefferson seems like he's legit. I, I like Jamar Chase. Um, but man, there's just a lot of, it's just, it's just a disproportionate amount of players at the, at that position are pieces of shit. So I'm just, yeah. trying, I don't know why it just kind of came to my mind. I think the biggest piece of shit in the NFL history, eh, maybe history is far, but, uh, of recent memory is probably in Dominic and Sue mm. stepping on people and stuff. I don't that's like just, that. That's just being a dirty player, but he, I think he still cares about winning, which, gives him some value for me um greg hardy now there's a piece of shit yeah okay okay if we're if we're accounting off the field yeah yeah no 100 um shit there was an offensive lineman too that uh, that was that was pretty bad oh uh richie incognito yeah yeah, yeah. um but anyway i'm just, I, like again i'm not saying it's the only position where they're I'm no I, I got dispro- you. disproportionate I, I just couldn't get indomitian sue out of my mind while you were just ranting about wide receivers so i just had to let it out yeah i can't really like defend indomitian sue but i I wouldn't put him on like you know way up the list or anything I he's think he's pretty high up there for me but that's okay 
think he still wanted to win, and so that yeah, you just have a you have a soft spot for defensive tackles. It's okay. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but we did talk about uh, yeah, if you if you're gonna put up a two a line, maybe you can overcome turnovers. Well, Dolphins at Patriots. Patriots are plus three at home. Um, Patriots beat them at home last year, and that was that without Tua. Can't remember now. I'm not sure when that game was played. Um, but anyway, I just have a feeling about this one. As as great as the Dolphins looked on offense, Tua did turn the ball over twice. I thought the interception wasn't totally on him. His receiver could have helped him out, but he did. He fumbled two snaps inside the twenty, lost one of them. Um, so Tua's going to have to take care of the ball, and that that is one thing that Belichick will take take advantage of. And Belichick and the Patriots, the, the Patriots offense does look better. I still think they're a seven and ten team. I just don't think there's enough talent. But I think you know he can scheme for the Give lesser me some quarterbacks. Respect. I'm gonna go eight and nine for the Patriots. Uh, You're not making the playoffs. But maybe they found some things. I mean, they fell down. They fell what sixteen nothing early first quarter against the Eagles and and showed some resolve to to fight back. And um, I know you gave me some crap last last episode, but you know they did have a legitimate chance to win that game uh a couple different times and you know it didn't it didn't work out and it's you know it only matters the the record of the 17 games you play or the ultimate decider but a little bit of a moral victory you know holding five point game against the eagles that's not bad i think the line's about right i think you know the dolphins are better than the than the patriots it's sad it saddens me to say that but it is true Do do you really believe in moral victories I'm starting to, and I, I start to feel like a loser for doing so because Dude. I just had Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl to celebrate, and now I'm just like, you know what? The regular season's fun. It's it's cool to kind of actually care about these games and not just like think about the playoffs in September and know that I'm going to be, you know, deep into feel, the playoffs, like at least the AFC Championship. Game I feel like the spoiled year. brat. Well, you know, I'm not a spoiled brat. Oh, Shut up. What are you talking about? As as a sports fan, you're a spoiled brat. Are you kidding me? You were a Red Sox fan, you know, at their height. I'm like, a Boston, yes, Boston sports fan at the best time ever to be a Boston sports fan. So you're a spoiled brat as far as sports go. Like, I appreciate like, it I, though. I never took it for granted. Like, you didn't, no, no. So anyway, but you know, talking about moral victories though. So what about what about what? About, so we we have our social media account. So as promised, I'm going to ask you: Do you do you do you think this is like Belichick master planning? Letting the Steelers trade up so the so the Jets couldn't get their tackle. No, well he that was even a nar- though that's probably a tackle that they should have taken. No, but that was a narrative on draft night. Just so you know, like that's I know it was. Okay, I know. It was. Okay, I'm saying, do you buy into it? Because there's a lot of yes, there's I do. a lot of people drinking the Belichick Kool Aid. Yeah, I drink the Belichick Kool Aid. So, wow, you are delusional. So, so you don't think Bill so Belichick is thinking? Instead of taking a tackle that, that would have helped their team because they need help at tackle, and said let's trade down so the Jets don't get him. <laughs> Come on. I mean, the Patriots had more than one need. I think we can both agree on that going into the well, draft. Yeah, this year. and did they fill them? Uh, oh, yeah. But guess what? I mean, you. I don't know. I don't know, Tori, man. Sometimes, like, you, you're Jamar Chase. Like, I know you don't think that was the right pick. I still think that was the right pick over over Sewell. I know it's a different circumstance, but what does that have to do with what we're talking about? I don't right know. Now? I don't know. I'm just thinking about tackles and, and Patriots need them and I'm sad. 
<laughs> so I, I don't understand the argument, but okay, I'm just I'm just saying, and it didn't have to be Broderick Jones. There were other there were other tackles available, and he even trade down and take a tackle it was probably one of the biggest needs on the Patriots roster, and still is. And if you don't think again, I understand as much as I love my guards and interior linemen, like they've been devalued, but tackles have not. They have only increased in value. And again. I, there's only three positions that I think really matter on the team right now, unless you're a generational talent and it's just, it's quarterback tackle and pass rusher. That's it. Cause you're not allowed to cover anybody anymore. And so like I used to say corner, that was four positions that I would spend premium free agency dollars or premium draft capital on. Otherwise you can find those guys in later rounds. I think you can, I think you can find corners in later rounds. So I think too. part of not taking a tackle too is did Bill trust Mac? Right. Like, did he think that Mac was the guy? I don't know if he still does or not, but obviously last year's offense was abysmal and they didn't know what they have. So maybe going a different route. I don't know. But I do think that to answer your question, yes, I think Bill Belichick does think like, oh, who's who's drafting here? What are their needs? Especially when it's a team that (laughs) he resigned from um, as the head coach and doesn't really like too much. All right, so he so he vindictively, you know, did something to screw the Jets, but still found a way to not really improve his team through the draft. Okay, it's just hey, hey, it's just a lot of work. It's just a lot of extra steps to get to seven and ten. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that being said, Patriots plus three. I'm, I'm, take, I'm, take, I'm taking. I'm taking. <laughs> With pa- all that said, I'm I think the Patriots Patri- might win. Yeah, I'm taking Patriots <laughs> plus the points. I am right, because I just think. Yeah, in, in Foxborough, and the Dolphins don't look like they take care of the ball. And he will find a way to take away Tyreek Hill and maybe take his head off, hopefully, too. Because, oh, yeah, how did I leave him off the list of pieces of shit? Anyway. Yeah, he is. So, seriously, that's like my top four. My good, top Good at football, Anto- Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's not in the league anymore. So, yeah. What is it? Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham. I had one more. Can't remember. But it's like, is, is Odell just because of the plane? No. Oh, okay. No, he's been a piece of shit for a long time. No, it's not just the plane. I try not to judge people just by one moment, you know, like by their worst moment or their best moment. So I think you'd put Jameis Winston up there, too. That's true. Jameis Winston's definitely high up there. Hmm. Anywho. (laughs) Um, Also, I just, I think this is a crazy line. Uh, Raiders at Bills, and everyone expects the Bills to come roaring back, I guess. I. I don't know, man. I think I think there are some issues with the Bills and Josh Allen's ball security, and who knows? You know, you know, maybe they they do bounce back this week. But the Raiders show some grit, and uh, and got a win against the Broncos last week. And I just don't think they're. I don't. I don't know if they're getting enough respect. So that's a big number for me. Um, yeah, sure. Could the Bills win this one? You know, thirty-five twenty-eight. Sure, but I just uh, you know I the think Bills could win this one forty-two to ten. Well, they should. They could, but Josh... And I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Josh Allen... You know, I, I talk about wild cards. I, I'm i telling you, man, I think the Bills' window is closing. And it's not just because of Josh Allen. It's I think Josh Allen can have... At least he has, he has a two-turnover cushion against this Raiders team. That's the talent discrepancy, an, I think. It's an interesting way to put it. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to go into that one too much. Again, the Bills are a team. Maybe we don't know who they are yet. Um... Because the Jets do have a great defense, so and that's why. Who said that? What's the co? They are who we thought. That wasn't Herm, was it? Was that Herm Edwards? Dennis Green. Okay. 
Um, Great quote. He, I think it was when he was the Cardinals coach. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yep. I yeah. can picture it. I don't even remember who they, who he was talking about. I don't remember I don't what know team either. he was, but I remember <laughs> the quote. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then Browns minus two and a half. I think this one's crazy. You you got um, you know I'm not high on Deshaun Watson, but I am high on Nick Chubb in that offensive line against the Steelers team that doesn't have Cam Hayward, their best defensive lineman, doesn't have Deontay Johnson at wide receiver. And yeah, I I do not like Kenny Pickett. So Browns minus two and a half in Pittsburgh, like nah. That, yeah, I mean Deshaun didn't show me much last week, but I, I'm probably with you. I, I I Nick Chubb's great. Amari they got weapons. Amari Cooper, David and Joku. Defense is good. Um, <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't leave Deshaun Watson off the piece of shit list. Either. Yeah, yeah, he's probably high up there too. Alleged piece of shit. Um, or no. I mean, he pled to it, right? No, he's a piece of shit. So he's a piece of shit, yeah. I thought we weren't going to swear, but here we are. No, it's just uh, people are really only offended by F-bombs, right? Yeah, I think so. And, just, I mean, and for the record, I think censorship is really stupid. Like I said, I just think, like, yeah, cussing too much probably takes, yeah, you know. But we were we were assigning a title to them, too, so I think that's different. Fair you enough. Know? We weren't using it as, a you know, an adjective every third word or whatever. Um, All right, let's talk baseball. Let's let's talk baseball and stupid assholes because these guys deserve that title too. Um, and something that you and I are definitely, I think we're going to agree on just about everything here. Um, not a fan of the Red Sox and how they've treated the fan base in recent years. Nope, not at all. And uh, so the Red Sox fired Kyle Bloom finally, uh, chief of baseball operations. Yeah, what a title. Um, yeah, chief. that'll look good on LinkedIn. Chief, yeah. Like, hey, chief. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, he's gone. Uh, Red Sox are in last place, so yeah, time to time to make a move and and fire your uh you know your baseball GM because uh, the ownership doesn't want to spend money. So let's just uh, have a fall guy and and that's Bloom. Not saying that I loved the Bloom era by any means. No, um, it's not a defense of Bloom, but it's uh it just feels like this is going to be you know new guy same as the old guy whoever yeah. the replacement is. They 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 are in that. Like let's run it like we're the Tampa Bay Rays for some reason, and even Bloom though we was, had the resources, and Bloom was the perfect person to do that because he ran the Tampa Bay yeah, Rays. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. success with a low budget, and then the Red Sox are like, "Oh, how about or not the Red Sox, but you know Henry and the ownership were like, oh, how about you know we have a soccer team now? Oh, we'll buy the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, so you know let's just uh, let's just not." invest in in the boston red sox it just pisses me off because there's so many different businesses and avenues to make money that you can get into that you can invest in like and if if you're not gonna invest in the red sox that's fine but do not continue to raise raise the ticket prices at fenway yeah and just make it more and more difficult for people to go to the games like Fenway. I haven't been to Fenway in two or three years. And to years. watch the games. Why did, like, I mean, I don't know what the ins and outs of this, but why did Nesson get dropped from YouTube TV? Probably too expensive, right? Probably. I mean, I, I don't know that for sure. But uh, it's like Nesson was on there when I when I got YouTube TV five years ago, and then, like, a few months after I, I got YouTube TV, it wasn't there anymore. So, like, what gives here? What are we doing? I I'm... But I'm just sick and tired of the Red Sox acting like they can't do both when it comes to having a, a good farm system. I mean, the Do- look at the Dodgers. You know what I mean? And you you have you have those maybe not quite those resources. I mean, really, it's embarrassing for the Red Sox and the Yankees because those are your your two franchises that should be competing every year. 
especially when there's six playoff slots now. Yeah. Um, I do got to give Bloom a little bit of credit. He did kind of do what he was came at, what he you know was brought in to do, which is build the farm, like you said. Uh, just look this up. They were the worst farm when he was hired, and they currently rank fifth right now. Who's that? Who does that? Is that like baseball prospectus or something? Or yeah, probably just like some nerds. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like you know the nerds have taken over baseball, right? But um, yeah, and. I mean, there's just so many. You you go you go back like uh, giving up Xander Bogarts, for instance. You know, it, like that. I don't even understand that one because, like, when it I don't know what the formulas look like, the spreadsheets and all that stuff. But Xander Bogarts, he was a premium offensive player, which is what all this sabermetric stuff is about, right? right? He was a premium offensive player at a position that's hard to find offense, and he and he still played an average defense, right? So th- that that guy's that's an extremely valuable player, right? Yeah, and you, and you let him go. Like, well, I mean, outfield it's a little bit easier to find offense, right? It is, but but, he, but he's a stud defensively too, and and plus he's just he's marketable. I, like I don't even if and he wanted to stay in Boston. Xander wanted to stay in Boston. Uh, Xander did. I don't. Th- I don't think Mookie did. I don't I think. think I don't think. I think he did. There's all the. I don't know, man. There was a. There was a lot of, you know, and justifiably, the, the still see. There's a. Seems to be a very bad reputation. I don't live anywhere near Boston, so I don't know. I've only hung out there occasionally. You know what I mean? I don't know. But there's there's a, there's a reputation for a lot of racism in Boston. It, it doesn't seem to be a place that, that you know, a lot of the black guys want to be. That's, that's just the fact, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't see it. I mean, as somebody that's been to a lot of games, um, are there assholes in the crowd? Yes. Um, I guess maybe I haven't been everywhere, so maybe maybe there are more assholes in Boston. Maybe there aren't al- assholes elsewhere. But I don't even. I just don't even get it. Like this just came up with uh, uh, Madison. Uh, the apparently it was it Philly fans being abusive and saying dumb racist shit too. Like how does that even happen in today's world? <laughs> like I, like it's. I don't. I, again, I don't condone it, but I understand the mechanism of how racism happened, you know, centuries ago, even decades ago, because like people weren't exposed to each other. How does it happen in a world with cable TV and internet? And like, I don't get it where you can see people of other races doing great things. (laughs) How does, I just don't get how racism still exists. Like, like again, like I'm not condoning it. It's obviously not okay. It's just like, how does this, how does this still exist in today's world that is so small and everyone is so exposed to each other, it's kind of mind blowing. I don't know. Like, uh, and then you know you have these alleged comments by uh, uh, Jerry Jones and Terry Pagula in the um, in the Jim Trotter lawsuit, and I don't know, man. It it, it just makes you. Th- I, I don't want to get too deep into it. it. It's obviously something we need to talk about. Probably, <laughs> maybe we need to bring somebody smarter on too. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's very frustrating to see the, the mentality. Uh, what was, do, do we, ha- do we, we, we put that down, right? The quotes from Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones said, if, uh, allegedly, allegedly said, according to the lawsuit, he said it in a zoom meeting that if we, if, if, did he say if the blacks don't like how we're doing things, they can buy their own team. Yeah, I believe that was. The and right then, quote. and then Pagula said they can they can go back to Africa. Like Jesus Christ, dude. And 
and, and and I'm sorry, but I I believe that the, that they said those things. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Like like yes, they they allegedly said those things. I I believe that because look at the culture in the NFL. Yeah, the direct quote is: "If blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire." <laughs> like you're the pr- and and I. I've heard Pagula's name before, but everybody knows who Jerry Jones is, and everybody knows that Jerry Jones is one of the most influential owners. So he's the kind of he's the kind of person that needs to make those changes. So you know he's he needs to be one of those agents of change. You know, yeah, definitely not a good look, not at all. It's just I don't know. It, um, I don't know. We were talking about Mookie Betts and it, like, okay, why didn't he want to be in Boston, right? But it, you know, I I think it's a valid it's a valid conversation. It's something that. You know, unfortunately, it hasn't gone away, you know. Um, but you had a note on here, you know, that, that back to Kyle Bloom, right? Kyle Bloom's the guy that, that took Mookie away. Yeah, from he'll all, that's, yeah, that's kind of, it's just like this era is the era where I, the, the Bloom era is where I stopped caring about the Red Sox. And again, I don't think it's necessarily his fault, but I will always associate with him with, oh, no more Mookie. And then, you know. Previously, it was no more Don Arcillo, which was my first straw, but I was able to live with that. You know, great announcer. And then it was, you know, no more Mookie. And then it was no more Xander. And then it was like, are we even going to get Rafi? You know, like they were playing around with with Devers and if they were going to resign him. And it just, uh, and then again, the the constant, you know, increases in prices when you're not putting money back into the program. And, uh, yeah, it's just it was a recipe for me not caring about the Red Sox anymore. And Mookie is a superstar. Like other than you're not going to get a player like like Mookie. You're really not. Well, like, I mean, I just mean like marketability. Yeah, like, like yeah, like he does everything. Well, and you know, like, but other than like Shohei, Mike Trout, I mean, how many how many bigger stars are there in the game right now? It's was like, isn't it, maybe he won't quite pay for himself? But if like if you're an owner of a professional franchise again. Like you should, ha- you should be a fan. It shouldn't just be part of your business portfolio, which is what John Henry is doing. And yeah, you can do whatever you want with your money. I get it, but I just don't understand why do you buy a professional franchise if, if you're, you're not, not passionate about it? Yeah. yeah, if you're not in it to win. Maybe right? he was at the beginning. Maybe he's not now. No, well, no. I think he just saw dollar signs like like oh, if we, I mean, dude, I hate to, I hate to pull the age card on you. But you just don't understand what Red Sox. No, you do love to do that. I, I really <laughs> no, not on this because I know you're a real Red Sox fan. But you like, but I don't think you totally understand what it was like before the Sox won. Oh no, I and don't. One hundred percent. No, I mean I was I was seven when they won. So and it was just a different atmosphere in Fenway Park then, and and you know and volatile and and maybe scary at times and everything. But it but it like you, the energy was just so different. And like, I'm telling you, man, I felt bad. When when the Cubs won the World Series, I I I said it's like careful what you wish for because it's it's more fun to be a fan when you have all that hate. I don't hate the Yankees anymore. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of a bummer. It was fun to hate the Yankees. I don't really care anymore. You know what I mean? It's just it's not it's not the same level of hate. I don't know if it's also just maturity because I like I still love football, but I'm not. I don't like hate the Cowboys like I did when I was younger. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of just growing up. Um, but I, I kind of, I, as you were saying that, I was like, it's kind of like how I feel with the Patriots right now, right? Like, I used to hate, like, Peyton Manning and the Colts. And um, as I've seen them regress to not be a perennial Super Bowl 
contender to like I think I said last episode like enjoying the actual games. Um, you know, it it does change your just your total perspective. Like I I think I do enjoy watching the Patriots maybe a little bit more now because it you don't know what's going to happen, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about being a tortured fan. And, and again, you know, like I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I was a Red Sox fan. I was an Eagles fan. Watched them lose, what was it, four NFC championship games. And then, uh, or no, three in a row. And then the fourth one they won and then lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And so I was an Eagles fan living in New England for that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know. There's just something to be said for it. And like I said, I kind of felt bad for Cubs fans, you know, because they didn't know what they were about to get into. Now they're probably way – it's probably, you know, too commercialized there too. Though Theo went there and maybe he, you know, <laughs> you know, stunted a little bit of that, you know, the way that what – the, what the Red Sox did. Maybe he learned from that mistake, I guess. Tori, we just talked about baseball for like 10 minutes. I mean, we, we included Jerry Jones and the Patriots in, in the baseball conversation, but yeah, we did a, it. And a, and, a, and a talk about social justice, too, I guess. So, yeah. You know, like, that definitely warrants, you know, its own show and with people smarter than us. But, yeah. All right. So, uh, we do gotta get, have to get to college football here as well. But, uh, so, you know, it's going to be a weekly thing. I think, I think we should go through this quickly because I don't, you know, this game probably isn't going to be anything. I'm going to watch Colorado every week just because they're Colorado. Yeah, they're the league pass team, man. Uh, That's what yeah, they are. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, you know. Um, Jay Norvell, I, I just don't know. Why are you giving, why are you giving Colorado bulletin board material? Like they need it. Like, like my take is Dion is so good at this and I, and I don't, I'm not faulting him for it at all, but Dion is so good at motivating them. He doesn't need the bulletin board material, but he's just made like, you made it so easy. I think, I think Jay Norvell could have come out and said like, I have nothing but respect for Deion Sanders and, you know, and I think he's, you know, raising a bunch of, you know, great gentlemen in his program and Dion would have found a way yeah. to turn it into a perceived slight and I'm not faulting him for it. Cause that's what you do. You, you know, you, like if that, I, I, sometimes I don't know, like hate every week. I, it might be tough to like, I'm interested to continuously see if, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's not, I get what um, you're saying. So yeah. So in case you didn't hear um, what Jay Norvell said, the Colorado state coach who, it's Colorado this week. Uh, he said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off, referring to Dion. Um, was, he asked, was he asked a question about no, Dion's so, attire? So, so what happened was, um, I believe the initial narrative was that this was said at like a local you know, radio station or whatever, and maybe he didn't know it was being broadcast, you know, live streamed or what have you. But then he doubled down on ES, uh, ESPN, I believe it was. So he knew what he was doing. He said there. He was. He said that they were tired. He was tired of hearing about Dion. Um, he's like, I get it. They're great, but you know, we're going in there. We're going to play too. And and then he he said that and not a smart move. Um, Dion. Uh, yeah. I mean, his narrative is it's you know it's personal. Um, that's he said that all last week and it was just a rivalry game and you know the coaches weren't saying anything about him and um, I think. I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier on ESPN, and I think Dion was actually on for a little bit. I think something that's really kind of maybe not talked about enough is the fact that his two sons are on the team in this instance. Like, I know we talk about, yeah. you know, his sons, but, like, they're going to want to, like, absolutely kill Colorado State now. Like, yeah. 
absolutely. Like Dude. I know, I know Dion is a great motivator. Like we've talked about his pregame speeches and everything. It goes beyond that. Like you're talking shit about my dad right Dude, now. Do it for pops. Yeah. Like I am, I'm on the field and I have, I have like an impact in this game. Like they're going to go even harder than they have yet. And it's just, it's just insane. It's gonna be interesting because I like I think uh, who who do they have Oregon and USC coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine they're gonna keep their mouths shut. <laughs> well, or, well, Oregon, their their coach or offensive coordinator had some comments. I think when when he went to Jackson State that Dion has receipts for. So I, so okay. I think he's he's waiting for that. Um, I'm not sure about USC, but he'll find something. Uh, you know, the L.A. Times will write something. I mean, when you're playing Caleb Williams, I think, uh, you know, that'll be motivation enough for his defense, right? And, and well, actually, honestly, a showcase for Shador against Caleb Williams, too, right? So, And I just love the way Dion, um, you know, responded to this. Uh, he said, not only are we going to kick their butts, it's personal. It's also going to be business, but it's also going to be pleasure. And uh, it was at, so nonchalant. As too. He, it was yeah, just like, like, <laughs> yeah, just like, just like matter of fact. Like, yeah. you know, we're gonna win by four touchdowns, and uh, but like, be ready. But also, like, it'll be fun. But also, like, you know, this guy actually just helped me out because I just, uh, I just signed a deal with a what was the uh, company name there? Uh, Blenders, Blend Blenders. Uh, a sunglasses company out of out of San Diego, and he gave all of his players uh, sunglasses. So he's like. You literally just helped me out, so shout out to you, you know, Colorado State coach. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the Dion train, the hype train just rolls on. Uh, it's just like I can't get enough. First, no, and, and and I mean, and we're gonna end up keep talking about it this year because I think you know, I think Dion is gonna kind of influence the future of college football. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's gonna be other guys that come along that can be competition for him. Maybe like Ed Reed. You know what I mean? He's not Dion. You know, as right. far as it, but actually, but I mean, same, you know, same path. He's pretty right damn now. motivational yeah. himself, and I, I could see Ed Reed, you know, taking a position somewhere sometime soon. Or, I mean, there's obviously a lot of guys out there. But, um, anyway, on to uh, a guy that you know Dion played against for at least for at least a few years. I can't remember what year Marino retired, but Dan Marino uh, made comments that he would he would throw for six thousand yards in today's NFL, and and I I'm usually on this train, but not when a guy says it about himself <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why there's a double standard there it's okay for dion to be cocky it's weird for marino with no i guess no rings maybe that's the problem i have it's like who cares again we just talked about how overrated yeah. yards are as a stat right right and so i don't know man I, like and maybe he's even right maybe I, I mean you get an extra game obviously it's a different you know it's He'd have much another more pass game, heavy but he also i mean marino played a lot of his career without a salary cap you know, right. like, like it's like it's a you just have to compare guys to their era. Now, like what I so when I say I don't care about oh, Justin Herbert's thrown for the most yards in, you know, the first first three years of his career uh, more than any other quarterback. Like, I don't care. Right. I don't care how many touchdowns he started. He, ha he has one more game. Yes. Like it is just more of a passing league. It, does, it doesn't mean Herbert's not great. But I'm not going to compare him to Marino. I'm not going to compare him to Montana. I'm not even going to compare him to Brady because Brady played half his career yeah, in a different NFL, and more than what, half his career. And that's what you get a lot with Mahomes, which is a totally different conversation. But we've both seen those as well. Like, which oh, age 29 season. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. And, and, like, and they can't get enough of it, like putting those graphics next to each other. And really, again, that's I, th I, think, I, I think I neglected to say this last time, but that's, again, why Mahomes is LeBron. He's the LeBron of NFL because 
Not only is he insufferable on the field, like LeBron is on the court. He's not insufferable. Yes, he is. is. But there's also these insufferable comparisons. Is he going to catch Brady? No, he's not going to fucking catch Brady. All right, no. I agree with you on half your take. Okay, he's not going to catch Brady and st- like stop doing this. Lo- like, I don't know, man. I understand the narrative. I understand the need to create these narratives, but it's not going to happen, so shut up about and it. And it's not Mahomes that's creating that narrative at the same time. Okay, I get that I'm mad at like I'm mad at him for that when or that's unfair to be mad at him for that. Yes, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's not unfair for me to be mad at him for his antics on the field, though. Anyway. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's not like, it's not the, the craziest college football slate this week, but there's some compelling storylines. So, um, so sorry, it's Buckner, right? Tyler Buckner quarter yeah, is going to bu- be taking the start. Buckner. Yep. Milrow, yeah. Milrow sent to the bench. Not, not because of injury, correct? He's a healthy, he's a healthy yeah, uh, no, second uh, string. Yeah. The, so Buckner's uh Notre Dame transfer. Um, yeah, he got the snaps, I guess all week or most of the first team snaps. Uh, in practice and they're just going with a QB change so I like Bama here they're playing South Florida in Tampa uh, 330 kickoff they're minus 33 last I checked I think it's just like a, I don't know how much changes in terms of schematics and actual production but I think just a um, a change of vibes honestly after after last week losing at home by double digits to Texas um, will we'll do good for them uh, and you know I, I do like Buckner a little bit. He does have some some uh, control issues. I think he was like 56% uh, for his career. He played limitedly, limitedly at uh, Notre Dame. But he he's tough. I mean, he, he was ruled out for the year last year in like week two or three with a shoulder injury. And he came back to play the bowl game, played against a ranked South Carolina, Carolina team in the Gator Bowl and led him to a game-winning drive. Uh, you know, not crazy numbers that day, but... Uh, showed you know what he had to do to win and he did it against a ranked team so again I don't think Bama's uh making the playoffs or anything but in this in this window I like it well uh I don't know minus 33 is a lot I I, I, like I just kind of wonder if like people kind of see the the chink in the armor with Alabama and like kind of feel emboldened but at the same time it's it's still it's still Bama I mean it's still Bama it's still Nick Saban uh, Nick Saban and you know Nick Saban loves you know he calls it rat poison uh people doubting him and and everything like that like you know they're they're going to be motivated coming off a loss and i i think the the change of quarterbacks what this team needs right now not to bring Dion up again though but it's just like i don't know if you're playing at bama or you just kind of like like looking over there like like you know you're like oh it looks fun over there yeah (laughs) you're like you you know you just have that rain cloud over your head when you're when you're playing for nick saban and the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the sun shining on Dion yeah, and his uh, boys with their sunglasses on. I don't know. <laughs> That's just kind of what I'm picturing right now. I, I don't feel like I'd want to play for Nick Saban, but um, but like I know. I don't know. Um, also, uh, so yeah, number eight, Washington at Michigan State. Uh, no Mel Tucker for this game. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, not a laughing matter, but just bizarre. Um, yeah, very weird. But suspended while they invest the sexual harassment claim. Um, Definitely not funny, just a weird, weird situation. Um, but yeah, so they won't have him on the sidelines, and uh, Michael Panix Jr. is still tearing it up, and so they're they're only minus sixteen and a half, uh, going you know traveling through two time zones. But. Yeah, I don't I don't know who the interim is for Michigan State. Um, they probably just 
if I had to guess, it's probably one of the coordinators. I actually haven't looked it up. Uh, That can work both ways. Sometimes they really get fired up for, but I feel like that's more for like a firing versus this kind of situation. I I think there's kind of a cloud over the program. It kind of lingers a little bit more. It's just kind of, you know, I I don't think this is, and if you're not on your A game, you don't want Penix Jr. coming into your town because he, He's just been lighting it up, like you said, over 400 yards in both both his games. He was a Heisman candidate last year. I mean, he's I I didn't realize this. He's it's like his sixth year of, of college. He uh, he played college ball when I was still in college. Like that was his freshman year at Indiana, but still. Um, did you? I don't know, where where do you put him in your quarterback rankings or or your Heisman ranking? Do you do you have an early Heisman rankings Heisman voter? I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, like, I, I, like, it has to be probably Travis Hunter. Honestly, he's he probably went down a little bit after last week. He still played very well, but he just hadn't like week one. He was my number one. Um, Shador's up there, honestly. Caleb Williams, I mean, obviously, but Michael Penix Jr. I thought Drake May was going to be in there, but he hasn't had a he hasn't had quite the quite the start I thought. Well, that's a perfect segue then, because I. I think I'm a Minnesota fan, and so Minnesota's at number 20, North Carolina, getting seven points at North Carolina. Um, I haven't been impressed by May yet. Um, I, I haven't either, and I, I really thought – I mean, he had a great year last year, and I just thought he was going to take the next step. And if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, he's like the consensus number two – like could be number two overall pick behind Williams, right? Like yeah, no, he's – I mean, obviously things change in the 47 draft boards that, you know, Mel Kuyper and – and who McShay uh released but yeah right now he's he is like a top five guy 100 percent. i just i i wasn't overwhelmed by him against south carolina in a sort of a showcase game no against i Spencer wasn't Rattler. either um made a couple of bad decisions i thought in that game so like you know just because all the physical tools are there we've seen we've read that book many times you know um and they have a they have a hell of a running back they hand, they handed it off 26 times for like 260 yards against app state and that that was their offense. Yeah, and I mean, I mean May didn't get a touchdown. That's what I mean. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't throw a touchdown. Um, in a yeah, he did run one in, I think. But um, yeah, and I understand. You know, he's I know he's mobile. You know, he's man man amongst boys in a lot of different games. But those that usually doesn't translate well in the NFL. You know what I mean? When you're just like the best athlete on the field, you know. And also Minnesota's defense, they get a stud at safety. I love this Tyler Newbin kid. Um, he had two picks in the Nebraska game. Not sure what he did against uh eastern michigan last week but um yeah i really liked I, I i liked watching him play against nebraska i like him a lot so uh could be you know could be a showcase game for him against the top quarterback prospect yeah it just sounds like a nfl name like i can picture him playing on sundays newbin yeah yeah um then we got tennessee and florida third saturday in september baby we're getting to rivalries and and you know games that actually matter um i wish it mattered more but florida just isn't good so uh but i mean it's kind of one of those games you throw records and and talent level out the window type of deal um tennessee finally got him last year first time in a while um i, I have a take here that i mean napier just has to be counting his blessings that his buyout is 31 million dollars at the end of this year because i think tennessee wins this game which isn't a hot take by any means i think they're five and a half point favorites but this is the start of the hot seat getting like very, very hot. And 
Like, I think if his buyout wasn't $31 million, if they lose this game by more than two touchdowns, I think that they would seriously consider firing him after this game. But I, I don't think they have the money to do that. I don't think they have the boosters to do that right now yes. in the program. Yeah. They're not, there's only like a couple schools that could do that, you know, in the, in the country. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I do not have faith in what's the quarterback's name? Graham, Graham Mertz. Mertz I, the he, Wisconsin. Yeah, Pittsburgh. he did not impress me by any means. Um, I like Tennessee's quarterback, and I just think, I think Florida's in for another bad Saturday. I mean, I, I'll play devil's advocate and just say, I don't know if Florida could be any more inept in every yeah, that, in every facet of the game. I appreciated that Utah game. I know? appreciated that week zero. Yeah, week zero take because it was it was some optimism from you. I like to see that, but uh, <laughs> I just think Florida sucks. So um, no, and I honestly I think they do too. But they were just uh, they were they were brutal in week zero. So um, you know we'll, we'll see if there's any you know any bounce back. Um, that game was in Utah too. Tough play, place to play. Oh, for sure. So, uh, I don't know. I could see Tennessee winning by a field goal. So Florida covers, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Florida didn't really look good on defense <laughs> either. So, uh, their, their secondary, I mean, they didn't look good anywhere. I don't think so anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's, yeah, like you said, end on optimism. So let's also, let's, let's do our thing and end on optimism with our every day is a holiday. Every day is a uh, you know, an important day in history. We, we've we've got it. You know, we, we bring it to you twice a week. And we uh, it's important to celebrate every day, especially, you know, again, we're in a stretch of, you know, not a lot of holidays. You know, not, we're, we're starting to come up on them. You know, yeah, October. it's about to be holiday season pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, we're getting there, you know, but but we'll still celebrate every day, even then. So, so um, we, actually, it is September 16th now. Yeah, so we're, so, we're on today. Yeah. Um, Jesus, we, we, we go later and later. This is ridiculous, but... Um, so, uh, we are the night, <laughs> so it makes it fitting that, uh, that September 16th is Batman day. Um, so you, you put, put this one on there. What's, I just don't like Batman at all. Oh, you don't like Batman. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like this rich guy that just beats up on poor people and like, you know, just like wants all the glory. I mean, well, he doesn't. Well, he's he not doesn't really, beat up, but like he's a he rich. Wants the, he wants the glory for Batman, but he. I mean, he hides his identity. But to be fair, like the Joker was pretty much. He, he had a lot of good points. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really what makes a good movie, right? Is when you're like, when there's some nuanced characters, like like pure evil and pure good doesn't really make for a compelling no. storyline. Like honestly, The Dark Knight Rises was pretty damn good. Like mm. it was like you know, it, it's when like when you have a bad guy where you're like, mm, I can kind of see that, and you have a. And you have a good guy that has some flaws, and you know, so like I, th- I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. No, it was pretty good. Um, but but just Batman. You're not saying you hate the Batman series. You're saying you, you just don't like Batman. Like if he were a guy. You yeah, know, if he was like a real person. Like I know superheroes aren't real people, but he's not somebody you'd want to be around. So is it you hate Batman or you hate Bruce Wayne? Because I mean, it's like you know, not sold on either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today's also International Red Panda Day. Um, kind of, uh, you know, just a random holiday. But I put this on here. Do you know who Red Panda is? What I do not. So um, it, they're they're talking about the animal, obviously. But uh, you're not an NBA League Pass guy because if you were, you would know Red Panda. She's an acrobat and she performs at a lot of uh, halftime shows for NBA games. And with League Pass, you get uh, you you get the chance to not do commercials, so you get a you get a live feed into the arena, 
So like ah, okay. during timeouts, you see like the jumbotron, and during halftime, you see the the halftime performance. And Red Panda is electric. Um, so tell, I mean, tell me more about Red Panda. Like, who who is Red Panda? I don't know her, her name, but uh, okay. So it's a, okay. She, yeah, she, she's a woman, and she she it's a unicycle, and she uh she, she just balances like teapots on her head she kicks them up from her feet and you just got to watch it it's awesome all right so but but you don't know who she is is she she like masked like batman like no she's not masked i just i just have never spent the energy to google the the woman behind i didn't know if it was critical that her identity remained concealed no no she's pretty open oh okay okay (laughs) well i'm probably not gonna find find her at a uh you know nba arena near you I'm I'm probably not gonna get league pass, but like I'll catch it. I'll catch like ten seconds of her on a TNT game or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, be, oh, that's, yeah. They that's they, they, they love Red Panda. Okay. Um, September seventeenth. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll set this one up for you, Tori. Don't <laughs> worry. It's uh, Wife Appreciation Day. Um, so you're welcome. No, for, every for, day every day is Wife Appreciation Day, buddy. So there you go. That's just that, that's my um, I don't know, guys. Prayers up for Casey. Um, she, she I don't know. She puts up with a lot, but uh. Actually, I made this joke to you today, you know, because you, you were like, yeah, we're going to have to do this one late. And I was like, and you're, you're like, poor Casey. I'm like, nah, man, she appreciates her time without me. Believe me. I don't know if that's the case at 145 in the morning, but here we are. Uh, well, she's definitely asleep. So, <laughs> so who gives a shit? She doesn't care. Um, my dog probably misses me, though. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, also, uh, September 17th, 1976, uh, NASA's... Uh, first shuttle of the Enterprise took its, uh, or no, they unveiled the Enterprise in 1976, and then it had its first flight in 77. They took it up in a Boeing uh, 747, 25,000 feet, and then launched it from there. That was how they, that was how they did the first crazy. shuttle flight. Yeah. Um, so just you know, shout out to the shuttles. You know, all, all five of them. Of course, you know, the, you know, the Challenger was one of the five, um, but the shuttles flew 135 missions and. Uh, it was supposed to be a lot more. Apparently, they were supposed to fly like an average of fifty missions a year, and it ended up being more like four. But um, you know, sounds like James Harden. That's right. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> man, don't do that to the space program. No, I mean, sorry, I, NASA. I just, I mean, I just love space stuff, and it's like if we're gonna spend the money on stuff, like spend, let's spend it on the kids, and let's spend it on space. Like, I don't know. I th- I'm with that. That's, I'm that's, with that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my uh, that's my political take for the day. Um, I'm Tory Rich, and I'll. Be your mayor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Rich. Rich for. Uh, no, not rich for president. I don't want that job. I not at all. Um, September eighteenth, National Cheeseburger Day. Um, like, where's your favorite place to get a burger, dude? Yeah, I put this on because. Are you an In and Out guy? As from somebody from being uh, living in the West. In and Out's okay, but I mean, really, like, I'd rather go to like a legit restaurant, and if I'm getting a burger, and I, you know, and I want all the. All the stuff. There was actually a place out in Vegas called Lazy Dog, and you can bring your dog. Ooh. But it was but it was nice outside. Like they had like fire pits, but your dog could hang out. And um, and man, they had like a what was it like a California burger or whatever, which sounds like it was vegan. It wasn't. It was <laughs> it was a legit burger, but like avocado and yeah, pepper, yeah, pepper jack cheese. Oh yeah, dude, it was just so good. Um, so that was like probably my favorite place to get a burger out in Vegas. Here, like honestly, home, I make a pretty good burger, so. And, yeah, and, and, I wish I had on, a grill. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna embarrass myself right now. Like I make it on the Foreman grill. Oh, I, nice. I, 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 well, I think most people would pick on that, but like, it, like just it's don't just, burn your foot on it, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> at least you get the office. Thank you, making an office reference. At least. All right. Um, let's see. 
Oh yeah, uh, Air Force birthday. So uh, shout out, like uh, you know, if, if I think we've mentioned that, uh, you know, I am a Marine veteran. So you know, I can make lots of Air Force jokes. I can do that. You can. Yeah, no, I can't. What I can do is I can say that they were my favorite, like niche. They were my Colorado last year. They were my favorite um, college uh, college football team to watch. Like that, I don't really have like see, an allegiance to. No, so you, no, and, and so you get what I'm saying. You like the variety. Yeah, right? yeah. Like we don't. So like I don't want this. You know, I don't want the homogenous. Every offense looks the same in the NFL. That's why I college. told you to come to college football. It's like, hey man, I, I'm a. Uh, I'm loving it so far. You 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 did a good job, you know, pulling me over. And uh, all right. And uh, finally, September 18th, uh, in 1981, the West Edmonton Mall set a record for a 20,000 car lot. Dude, good luck finding that. Like, there's got to be like a map or like it's got to be like finding your car at like the county fair or something. Yeah, that's a lot. Because this is 81. Like, I mean, how many cars had a fob back then? You know, were fobs around in 81? Like, I, I don't know. Like maybe on like you know people's like Lamborghinis and yeah maybe like Deloreans and shit and, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You got the Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe not even on those. I don't know. But I'm basically living in the '80s now because because uh, my key fob hasn't worked for a little while. So it's tough. Um, but I don't know what you think, Mike. I think that's our show. I think it is. It's uh yeah it's it's a uh, crisp one forty eight in the morning and uh, we uh, we have and, and we totally lied because we said like no we're keep this, this one under an, an hour. hour. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> but that's us because we sell out for you at Sell Out Sports. That's what it's all about. All right. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I'm excited. We we finally shared on socials and stuff. And, you know, we got a decent following. And I, I hope that, uh, you know, there's We're probably on, some first-time listeners to this. Hopefully, I, yeah. First-time listeners, go follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Because I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care. Um, yeah, Instagram's uh, Sell Out Sports Pod. Uh, Twitter is Sell Out Sports Co, Co yeah. and then facebook you, you'll find us uh sell out sports yeah but and also we're on the you know basically all the uh podcasting bla- platforms if you need to tell your friends obviously you found us on a podcasting platform but tell your friends um and uh yeah go give us a follow on social though because you know like we'll be posting memes probably reposting articles from other good outlets you know like that's kind of thing we're gonna do and you know obviously give us a follow because we're gonna have the website up you know you know that, that's that's our next target Yes, and, sir. and if you've been listening from the start, you guys can probably tell that, you know, uh, Mike and I have gotten a lot more comfortable with this. So <laughs> hopefully we're getting better. Hopefully we're hopefully. not like hopefully we're not just like mailing it in now. I don't feel that way. I but. don't feel that way. And um, so on that note, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see it's you guys a, Wednesday and we'll recap some football. It's only going to get better. <laughs>